Welcome to Love Lift Life Podcast. I'm your host, Yuko Kudo, an artist and storyteller. Here on this podcast, you can connect with the like-hearted people one story at a time. The conversations focused on art, people, and social good. Special thanks to Prime Produce Apprentice Cooperative, Guild for Good, here in the heart of New York City. I see you, I hear you, I love you. Because we need each other more than ever, and we don't have to do it alone. So now, let's connect. Thank you everyone for joining me today. I am very, very excited. So today I have Maya Kushaba, an amazing actress. And uh, God, I have so many questions to ask you, Maya. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Yuko. And thank you for the opportunity and creating a space where we can have discussions like this. I'm very excited. My pleasure. So how are you feeling today? Um, today, um, a little challenged today, but also very hopeful and energized. There's so many things happening. The world is opening up again, and I'm feeling really hopeful about that. I like that. And thank you for actually saying it out loud that it's challenging day. And I think that's one of the great things that we started to see since the beginning of the pandemic, people are more open to communicating what exactly they are experiencing. And I love that. So thank you. Yes, uh, right. absolutely. Right? I think it's beautiful. People are more open to really sharing about who they are and how they are doing. Super exciting. Yeah, and to that, Yuko, I think our, I feel, and I've, you know, felt this way, I, our feelings set us free, you know, our feelings are our spirit really breathing you know, and we have to experience, especially as actors and, and artists, our experience is what creates great art. The more we feel, you know, the more alive our art is. 100% agree. So let's just jump in. Um, the first one is, I love asking this question to every guest because it's so fun. <laughs> so what is a fun fact that most people don't know about you? Oh, wow. That is a great question. Um, wow. A fun fact that people don't know about me. I'm really a nerd. Like, um, and when I say that, I'm like an organizational nerd. Like my closet or things that I have, they have to be very organized. And I mean, like a little bit on the side of OCD. I don't know if that's the Virgo in me, but um you know, I, I really take pride in organizing, sometimes to a fault. So that is kind of a fun, interesting thing about me. And um, I guess something else is one of my favorite movies um, growing up as a kid was Beetlejuice. I don't know if anybody's Aww. ever seen that. It's so good. I, it makes me want to start dancing. I know. And the sad thing is, is I still watch it um, once a year. So it's a sad and beautiful thing, I guess, but it, it's, um, that's why I fell in love with acting. When I saw that movie, I knew that I wanted to do this. Well, I can totally relate because I'm the person that can say my favorite movie in that same se- uh, sentiment is Sister Act 1 and 2, right? So every time I watch it, it just brings me back so much memories and so much emotion. So I can totally relate to that. Yes. Right? So you're an amazing actress. I am... I have a lot of questions about that as a woman. 
in this industry, woman of color, for any industry being a woman of color or woman in general, it's so hard, but as an entertainment industry, it has been a lot of challenges, lots of shift. And this year has been epic because Chloe Zhao like, made history as a first woman of color to win an Academy for the Best Director. And I am a Japanese native. I migrated, immigrated here as a 19 years old to be in the entertainment industry. And you're a half Mexican and half Middle Eastern ac- actress born in Texas. And we, our demographics are never the accurately represented in the media, nor the most quotes and quotes wanted in the Hollywood sense. And and you already talked about uh, Beetlejuice moment. That that's when you knew that you wanted to be an actress. But what led you to take this path? You know, I just want to give a round of applause because it is so wonderful that we are seeing what we are seeing in the industry right now, and. It's amazing, um, but you know the other side is it's been a long time coming. There's still a lot of changes that need to happen, and the positive or the inspiring part of that is we can all change it in our own way by continuing. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to touch on that, and um, and as to the journey, the acting journey. You know, I, I think it's simple. You know, I think for me, I wanted to be an actor because I knew the moment that I made somebody else feel something by using my acting vessel is when it changed for me as an adult actor. But I think as a kid, you know, I, I can remember, I mean, I think my my parents had the first like VCR, the one that you put over your shoulder, you know, yes. the old school one, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just remember being so connected and running to that and it called me in a way and I just started living my life creating my imaginary world and little did I know that I would grow up to be an actor and what's interesting is you know that's where my performing I guess really began it all begins I guess at a young age because I feel like we can use our imagination and we're more free when Mm -hmm. we're younger and as adults, we have to keep that freedom, keep on discovering. Um, but I, I feel like as actors, you, you, you can empathize with this. You go, if, if the calling finds us, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you are. It just is like, it just knocks on your door. And, Absolutely. And, but, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's always inside of our hearts, right? If we're meant to do something and then the universe or, and God and or we'll find ways to knock and we either pick up or we don't. So that was kind of mine, but it actually found me later on in life as an adult becoming an actor, but it always lived in me. Um, but I guess I think what is the most powerful part of acting, why I am in love with it is living moment by moment, empowering others and really, really talking to the heart of another person. Um, that's what keeps me doing this. It enriches mm. my soul, you feel. It enriches it. I love that. I love what you're saying right here. As a child, a lot of us know how to play. We remember how to become friends with imaginary characters and create an imaginary world and as you grow up and we tend to forget so I love how you're making a distinction between as a child and as an adult because it's so 
precious that as an adult, we are still able to tap into the creativity and playfulness. And there's so much that we get to do. And it, like you said, it enriches your life. So I, I really love that you're pointing out those two distinctions there. And, and to bring it full circle a bit to the first question is, you know, as, as a kid or growing up, I never saw anyone that looked like me on TV. Right. So I didn't I didn't know it was, it was an option on the menu. I didn't know until later in life when I when I really moved to New York and I was around all the artists and I really felt empowered by them. They paved the way for me to be comfortable getting into this. And then I had to have a self-talk to say, hey, why are you fighting yourself, Maya? Let it go. Be the person you're supposed to be. So. Mm. Keep reaching. I love that because the lack of representation is such a thing, right? So that's actually was my next question because we don't see who we who like looks like us on TV or film or any media for that matters growing up. And there are lots of expectations. There are lots of pressures and assumptions and stereotypes and breaking all the barriers and say like, no, this is what I want to do. This is what my heart is calling. This is what I hear me calling. And so I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. It takes gut, right? Oh, yes. It takes a lot of courage and, and gut for sure. And, you know, to what you said, absolutely. Because it's growing up not seeing that. And then I'm so happy that the industry is opening up more, will continue, but it's also not just having, it, it's having women of color, women in general, create their, the content for women, for the community, opening up those doors. So it takes us wearing different hats and, and changing it, at moving to the top, you know, as actors, as writers, as, as, as humans. So I love what you said there because it's so true. And, and also to your point, we didn't see we see it more now but when I watch tv or I'm scrolling through Netflix Hulu etc women in powerful roles women that look like me in powerful roles Mm -hmm. there's more of that now but growing up we didn't see that I saw you know somebody who would be typecast as myself playing a maid like you said typecast so I think we're seeing more of that now and women are writing for women more and women of color are writing for women of color more. And I think that is a beautiful thing. 100% agree. Like I love the support system and the people holding each other accountable in this time that it's such a beautiful change that I'm witnessing and I hope and pray that more and more of that would happen and we get to celebrate that. So the next question I have so as we are talking about the change in the industry and last year it has been really challenging because we couldn't gather and create things in person together and we have to adopt we have to like turn around and create something and be innovative which we really are good at as in creatives um how has that impacted you a on a personal level and also what are the some of the biggest challenges that you are facing right now sure so um i like to give both the positive and the negative um because if there's a positive there's always a negative if there's a negative there's always a positive in life with anything we face so i think the negative part you know just speaking directly 
in terms of acting in the acting industry, I think um, there was a lot of uncertainty. What do we do next? A lot of wait, hold on, figuring out. And then for creatives, it's really hard for us, right? And then the other part is the self tapes, right? So now we're in the self tape world. Anyone could self tape, actor, non actor. You're in a pool of people who, you know, you're in a bigger pool. And the question that I ask is, well, are you watching my tape? Did you mm. watch all the work that I put into that, that I turned around in less than 24 hours? Did you watch? And I don't know if we'll ever really know. I mean, we, we advanced to the next quote unquote round of auditions, but do you know if somebody actually watched your tape? That is a challenge in itself. And then the positive is it has opened up a tremendous pool of talent. We can, we can self-tape from anywhere. The industry has changed. You know, I'm just talking about um, uh, TV and, and film acting, which is, is more my niche. But, but um, that's a wonderful thing because you, we can get seen more and quicker. But the other part is there's hundreds and hundreds of people. So then how do we overcome the challenge? You know, be, I think it's being unique. What can you bring to this that no, that you can? Nobody else is going to read the line like you're going to read the line. No one else is going to, you know, do it the way you would do it. The human experience. What do you have with all of your experience to bring to that to, you know, if your tape is seen, do get selected. But also not relying on that, right? Not relying on somebody to give you an opportunity, creating your own opportunity. Mm. So I want to touch up on two things. The first part is when you say do it in your own way to get to that point on its own is a journey because when you're starting out, like at least on my personal journey, everything has been, ooh, what would casting people want me to project this line, right? It comes from the how can I make this person happy or how can I get hired? And it comes across a little bit more uh, like a people-pleasing, like like a better word, Um, because it comes from the good place of I want to book this job, but it becomes more of meeting their expectation versus using your own uniqueness and you, you really celebrating your own authentic voices. What you said was beautiful because... You're right. It's it's basically seeking validation from another person. And there's something that clicks in you. I know with me, it was like, look, I don't need anyone's validation. I can, I'm in control of my own validation. I validate myself. This is what I have for you. And that's it. I don't, then I feel like you get your power back, mm. you know? And I think that's what it is, is I don't need anyone's validation, but my own, no one does. We only need our own. And I think that comes through in auditions and a lot of teachers and mentors, you know, to their credit, have really helped me get there and, and myself to work on myself, on Maya, my spiritual self has helped me get there. But I think that's really changed for me. Mm. And it's fun. We forget how fun it is. Yes. You know, you're absolutely right because we forget it's all about playing and it, it changes it, it, it over the time. I think that comes from a lot of the competitiveness of the industry. I feel like that's a big key factor in the uh, forgetting the playfulness. And I, I'm just curious. You said your acting teachers and mentors, they helped you pave the way for you. Um, 
what was that journey like for you to get to that I don't need any other validation? Yeah, well, that's, that's a good question. You know, it's, and it's not just with acting, but it's anything in life. Because like you said, we're such, you know, people pleasing and like wanting to do this to get something else. But when you, I feel like when you realize that you can give it to yourself, it changes the energy in the room. It changes the power. But it, it was working on myself and defining for me, where am I seeking validation? Where do I not feel enough, Maya? Where, where do you feel like you're falling short? Why, why do I not feel enough? Is it society? Is it me? And really defining where I didn't feel good enough. And mm-hmm. the reason, not just that, but the reason why, self-harshness, being too hard on yourself, wanting to be perfect, wanting to do everything perfect. If I do it perfect, then I'll get this audition. If I do it, I mean, it goes with anything in life. If I do it perfectly, then I'll get the job, then I'll get the place, then I'll get, and it's negative self-talk. And it's basically not feeling good enough and not feeling lovable. And I think that when you change your mindset and know that you are good and you are lovable and you, and you can overcome and you are worth it and you can believe in yourself and you can move things forward, you stop, for you, you stop caring about what others say. And you're just like, this is me. I'm showing up today. This is my time. Nice to meet you, you know? And it gives you the freedom to, like you said, it play more. Every suggestion becomes so much more of the play elements, right? And the, the direction or suggestion that comes from the director become, ooh, this is another way to play as opposed to, ooh, I did it wrong. That's a huge perspective shift right there. Exactly what you said. Exactly. What are you getting from the other person? What do you, what is your intention? You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. Uh, what you said was don't wait for other people to give you the opportunity. Create your own stuff. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? I would love to hear more. Well, sure. And that's exactly what you're doing. So I want you to know that I'm empowered by you, by what you've done and how you're paving the way, because that's exactly what you're doing. And it's important and great to have a community where you have like-minded people really trying to do good. Uh, and it's and it's so um, amazing. So I just wanted to, one, say that. But, but two, so um, I started a, a production company called Mountain Productions where um, – my production company focuses on pushing out forward-facing content, which is how do we deal with real issues, but how do we show that on the screen? What is a more forward way to deal, um, for example, kids going through a divorce, parents separating, what going through, going through all the big life changes, and also filling those roles with diversity, and real people, and, and, and empowering them, and um, so, so that is what I mean by creating content because there was a part where I'm just like, I have to do more. I think we all have that. We have to, where, what can I do? Where's, what's my mission? What's my calling? And how is it bigger than what I think? I think we also, oh, okay, I'll just do this or whatever it is and only stick to that. But we're such amazing people, humans, we can do more. So that was a way for me to start. I'm on this journey of newness of, of, of really wanting to see better content, because I realized through my life of, of PR and, and, um, you know, being a social media practitioner that 
um, we, we need to see more of that and, and society imitates what they see on screen. So what if they saw something more forward and more mountain higher on a screen? We would then copy those wonderful behaviors, I hope. <laughs> Mimic those. 100%. Yeah, we need more people like that. We need more people like you and creating contents that really change the narrative and really change the culture of how we want to operate with each other. Oh, I can't wait to see more of your content that coming out. So I feel like we're already in this conversation, right? And in regards to moving forward, in regards to changing narrative, especially as a woman and a woman of color in this industry, and also beyond as an artist and creative as a whole has been changing a lot, right? And people are speaking up more about the inequity and injustice in the industry. I mean, so like these are things that's not working and lots of stereotype casting or lots of power dynamic that's not working and some of the abuses that has been happening in the industry and people like Karen Oliver saying like I'm not going back to Broadway because people's life matters so much more than my Broadway career I think that's so beautiful and people are valuing art and artists so much more than before so what are some though the changes that you want to see in the industry specifically for film and tv I would love to hear more Sure. I think it's um, more women writing content for women, women writing content uh, for women of color, and and also men getting behind the women and really supporting women. It's Mm. not, we we can't do this alone. And, you know, it's, we have, it's great, but we also don't want to leave our other, the other, (laughs) the men out either. And I think we need more advocates, more men advocates for women to help. So I, I, I think it really, you know, for me, for film and TV of seeing content that I really is moving and that I care about and that is more forward and open and more open-mindedness when it comes to content and more thoughtfulness. And it's not always about the budget. It's not always about this. It's like, what are we doing? Because everything that you see on TV has a power to move back to Beetlejuice. That moved me at eight years old. Anything you see on TV now, what are our generations of children seeing? How will that impact them now? Living through a pandemic, we've, you know, as I can imagine for children, it's been difficult, right? And for everyone, it's been, you know, it's been difficult. So I think always keeping that in mind, what kinds of stories are we telling? How can we evolve them into something more forward? I love, 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 love all of this. So with what we are saying, what we have been talking about, there has been a lot that had you been share up until this point in your journey started, started from the Beetlejuice when you're eight years old. What are some of the advice you will give to your younger self? Mm, advice I give to my younger self? So much. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I could go back and talk to talk some sentence to myself and then I'll probably look at myself now and then wish I could go back when I'm like um, in 20 years and talk something to myself now but I generally uh, I would just tell myself you are enough one the only person you need validation from is yourself you matter you matter your voice matters and it's okay if you're scared but follow your internal compass it knows the way 
trust yourself, trust your calling. Trust your calling. I love that. So before we jump off, I do have one more question. But how can people learn more about you? How can people be on top of your contents that you're creating? Please let us know. Sure. So go to my website, mayakashaba.com or connect with me on social via Instagram at mayakashaba. Um, also would love, you know, to hear what everyone else is doing too and how we can work together. Love it. Collaboration, collaboration. Yes. yes. I love it. So my last question, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> um and before before I do that though like you're awesome and uh, you know I'm so glad that we were able to connect and okay so just a disclaimer for all the audience um Maya and I met was introduced by my previous guest um Isabel so shout out to Isabel thank you Isabel for connecting us and I am and it, it turned out that Maya has worked with my partner and like all the friends that I mutually know and so um this world like you're connected with everyone you're connected with all the people and you're one person few person away from what you need absolutely mm-hmm. so the last question uh what is a call to action that you will like to share with the world right now oh you go that's such a wonderful question and thanks for um you know prompting that you know it follows a lot of what I would tell myself, I think, or what I tell myself every day. So I'll just share, you know, I think a good call to action is to remember to believe in yourself. You are enough. As I mentioned before, follow your internal compass to lead you. And, you know, it's our responsibility as artists and as human beings to find our mission in this life. And the calling, be courageous and unique when you do it because there's only one you be courageous and be unique because there is only one of you i want to say thank you again for being that person the only one and the only maya koshaba and keep creating and keep pushing forward the message of the woman and message of the woman of color and anybody who wants to pursue that career of art so Thank you so much for joining me today, Maya. Thank you, Yuko. I appreciate the opportunity and right back at you. We have to keep on keeping on. All right, man, let's go. <laughs> yes. You can learn more about Maya's work at www.mayakoshaba.com. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Love Live Life podcast. Don't forget to visit my website, Yugo is lovelivelife.com and I'd love to connect you there. You can sign up to my weekly newsletter or join my Patreon community and talk more about art, people, and social good. Till next story, let's stay connected. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, check out Anchor. It's super easy. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. They'll do the work for you. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.